Good afternoon. Happy Monday. Welcome into the BetUS NBA show. Chris Barley, Alex Christensen, and Kate Constable are here with you today. We're well into the conference finals, but so far these two series couldn't be more opposite. Yesterday, the Mavs kind of late an egg against the Warriors, can't seem to get much going, and the Warriors are up 3-0 in that series. Alex, did you have anything on the game yesterday? No, um, nothing. I put it on. I mean, I had some Mavericks series bets uh, beforehand. I made a bet Warriors to win game one, Mavericks to win the series. After the Mavs lost game one, I went in and took some Mavs to win the series. Uh, you know, I figured basically the Mavericks kind of took game one off, with you know, and they did. I mean, if you watch that, there was not a, a really great effort by them in that first game. The second game looked a little more competitive, but two times now, you know, they've come out and part of the – you know, double-edged sword that is shooting 45 three-pointers in a game is sometimes you only make 13 of them. And it's really tough to win a game when you that much of your offense isn't really going well for you. They only shoot 40% from the field. They get out-rebounded off on the offensive boards. I mean, by seven, that's really tough for them. So I just wonder if this Mavericks team is maybe, you know, out of magic. The legs are a little bit tired here as a Golden State team that's a little bit rested and a little more comfortable in these situations takes advantage. I mean, they're down 3-0, so it's, it's pretty much over. Yeah, it was a terrible shooting night for Dallas last night. Reggie Bullock, Maxi Kleba, and, and Bertans won a combined 0 for 14 from three. And Chris, that's going to be hard to win games when your your role players who are expected to knock down those shots lay a goose egg. Yeah, like we talked about on the show, plenty right. The Mavericks are so predicated on that three point shot. Uh, I mean, it's basically what their offense is, right? They drive in, they kick it out. So you have to make at least some of those shots if you want to hang with a team like the Warriors. Uh, it seemed like, from what I saw in the first quarter and second quarter, the game was kind of setting up for the Warriors to almost like allow the Mavericks to win it. You know, they they were doing that thing again where they're allowing plenty of open shots, maybe not as crisp on defense as they should have been, but the Mavericks weren't just weren't making it right. And then and then in, in third quarter, as usual, I don't know if there's a more sure bet in the NBA playoffs so far than a Golden State third quarter bet uh, because they just really always show up in those third quarters and. And then once Steph starts making his shots, and, and Andrew Wiggins deserves all the credits he's getting on both sides of the court. Like, obviously, that poster dunk is going to be everywhere now. He's extremely athletic. Uh, but he is uh, full court covering Luka in, in every game. And he's not running out of energy. Uh, that's impressive, you know. And, and, and people talk about Luka's shape and his energy in some of these games. You know, he probably does need to get in better shape if, if he's going to hang with the superior athletes in the NBA playoffs, like an Andrew Wiggins with his length and energy. Uh, you know, Lucas still dropped 40, but it, it wasn't enough. Uh, and, you know, this is this is a Mavericks team who, as, as good as Jason Kidd has been making his adjustments on the defensive side, I'm not sure how uh, adept he is on the, on the offensive side because they just don't look like they have a clue sometimes. It's all Luka. It's all three-point shooting. And when that's not happening – against the team is experienced and, and, you know, has that championship DNA like Golden State, it's it's not going to go well. So, I mean, I, I think this series is over, you know, not, not to give away tomorrow's show, but uh, it's going to be tough to find bets tomorrow because you, you, know, you have those situations where now the Mavericks are still at home. Obviously, it's a must win. The Warriors could mail it in. But, like, how do you pick the Mavericks the way they're playing against the Warriors right now? It's just it's just tough. Um, and and all, all the credit in the world – to Golden State, too. They are stepping up when they need to step up, and that's what a championship team does. 
Yeah, and you talk about Andrew Wiggins' performance yesterday. I mean, we saw the one poster, the dunk afterwards, kind of the tip-in dunk. He had 27 points, second leading scorer for Golden State, 11 rebounds. He was a plus 22, which was the best on the entire Golden State Warriors team. So he is really having himself a series. Alex, could he be the Western Conference Finals MVP? Probably not. It's it's going to be hard for them to give it to anybody but Steph or, or somebody else. I mean, Draymond Green has actually been pretty solid. Those numbers haven't been fantastic, but it's probably Steph Curry. It's the boring choice, but he's the best player on the best team. He hasn't done anything to not deserve the award, and I think, honestly, that's kind of where it starts from. Everybody who votes, again, this is a media award, right? They're going to go, they're going to look, they're going to, all right, well, it should be Steph Curry, right? All right, so let me write that down, and then they're going to try to make cases for everybody else, and you just... When you're doing the math that way, you never catch up. And so Chris thinks this series is over. You think the series ends tomorrow? Does, does the Warriors get the sweep? Probably not. I mean, I'm honestly excited for the referee assignments for tomorrow and learning what sort of short sample size this ref has got this going on because there's going to be a ton of that stuff tonight. And I love it. I love the tinfoil stuff. You know, if, if the every tweet that starts with if David Stern were still alive is one that I want to read. So get out there tomorrow. I want to hear some of that stuff. Maybe Dallas gets one at home for the fans. They've got to start making baskets at some point. And we've seen Golden State, honestly, on the road a couple times in that last series against Memphis. I mean, Memphis came out and punched him in the mouth and they went you know what we'll just sit down you guys have this one we'll go home and, and take care of it then yeah Golden State seems to struggle closing games out on the road they're much more comfortable doing that in their home arena also with the ref conversation a lot of talks with Scott Foster refing tonight that he's looking to extend the series as much as possible which is all just speculation and fan talk but that maybe that leads to the Boston Celtics tonight so let's jump into that game. We'll take a look at our overall record to start things off. Chris, I believe you are still in the lead. Actually, I mean, I know you're still in the lead. I shouldn't even um, say I believe you are. But Alex, you're a close second. Josh and I rounding things out uh, for the bottom two spots. All right, Celtics and Heat tonight in Boston. Game four. Miami took game three and leads the series two to one. Tonight, the Celtics are laying seven points, and the total here is 206. Chris, tell me what you like in this game. Yeah, this is this is probably a Boston Celtics game where I think uh, they're going to look probably like the best version of themselves in a, in, in a lot of ways tonight. Um, I can't take them at seven, though. I, that's a big line against a team in the Miami Heat like we saw in game, in game three. Uh, that's what the Heat do. You know, they, they just come sometimes kind of sell out those games. They look ice cold. They're like, how is this team even in the playoffs? Uh, and then and then they come in in game three, and that was about as physical of a basketball game as, as I've ever seen. Uh, you know, P.J. Tucker just makes a huge difference on that team, too, the way he could play defense, but all the players on the Heat, really. Uh, and, you know, Boston's just not used to that kind of physicality, I don't think, kind of throws them off. That being said, Boston didn't shoot that bad. They were still, I believe, 48% from the floor, uh, you know, in the 30 percentile from beyond the arc, and that's probably not going to get it done against the Heat. But we know that Tyler Hero is not going to be in tonight, um, and a lot of these players are banged up. With the Scott Foster element as well, I think Boston's going to have – I mean, one thing that's been pretty consistent in the playoffs is that Boston can get to the foul line. They get some calls, uh, so that should amount in some points – I expect a really aggressive Boston team right from the jump. And we saw Marcus Smart, 
you know, he comes into this game and everybody knows what he can bring on the defensive side, but he's been such a catalyst for their offense too. I mean, really uh, at times really the only offensive answer for, for the Celtics there in game three, uh, Jalen Brown did another good job too, but I expect a better game from Tatum uh, and, you know, a lot of, a lot of that supporting cast for Boston who, you know, they're at home. They, they, they need this game. Obviously you do not want to go back to Miami down three to one. Uh, so I, I think the Boston offense is going to attack. We've seen in game one, especially they can really push the pace when they do that. And uh, Miami seems to be happy to follow along with that too, especially if they're not getting the same turnovers and blocks. So just expect a more buttoned up version of the Celtics tonight. So I'm going to have some plays on their offense. I like for them to, what is my bet? In the first, in the first half team total. And then for the full game uh, total, I think that's going to push it all up. I expect, some more points tonight. This total is still a little too low, too. We've seen it go over this mark of 207-ish uh, throughout the playoffs, and it's still kind of hanging around there. I I think the books need to start to adjust, because especially in games where Boston controls the tempo a little more, there's probably going to be more points. The over is 3-0 and so far in this series, so it's not exactly the defensive slugfest that we anticipated coming in with a very low-scoring game's um, so Chris, I like the over there. I'm going to take the Celtics first quarter minus two and a half. They've won every quarter except for two in this series, which is pretty, pretty impressive. They had a terrible start to game three, gave 39 points in that first quarter to the heat. That's a, a terrible way to start the game. And I can anticipate them coming out and being much more, as Chris just said, buttoned up to start things off. They also had 24 turnovers in game three. I mean, that was throughout the entire game. But just once again, we're emphasizing them coming out and, and being a little bit more crisp, a little bit more ready right from the start. So I'm going to lay the points in the first quarter. Alex, you have bet on the Mighty Heat tonight. I have. And I actually started just, you guys make good points about the pace of this series. And I'm surprised at how fast it is. You look at these games, 96, 97, you know, the pace has been in there in a playoffs where we've seen an average closer to 92, 93. And overall, you know, what concerns me about Boston is this Miami defense has been spectacular. Spolster's done a really nice job of making some adjustments and forcing Boston back into kind of the ugly isolation basketball they play when they, things get tightened up. As good as Tatum is and as good as Brown is, they're comfortable to go back to that let's jab step, let's try to find a mid-range jumper or attack double teams over and over again. And what sticks out to me is the only game Boston won is the game in which they turned the ball over less. Now, I don't think they're going to lose the turnover battle 23-8 to like they did last game, but if Butler's going to play the entire game, which seems to be the deal he mentioned yesterday, he was, he was going to play, felt fine. It seems to be, again, more of a pain management issue and an inflammation thing, so I'm sure they'll find a way to get things in order and get him out tonight. And I agree. I think Boston probably wins the game. Obviously, everything points to that the spread is is where it is but it's too big i have this number close to five this is out to seven there was a strange move when tyler hero was announced out that I, that seemed to be built into the line already that, that no point was it indicated hero was going to play I, I guess it wasn't so hero's announced out it, it jumps all the way out to seven again i have it closer to five i think that at some point, maybe the pace on this drops down a little bit. I worry that Udoka's adjustment to looking at the turnovers is to slow this game down. And if this game does slow down, it's going to get really ugly. And when you look at the totals, everything that's happened the first three games points to overs. And you've seen it. It's been bet up. We've gone from 203 to 206 to 207 and a half. And, I mean, that last game, it took a college basketball-style ending to get it over. I mean, so many fouls there at the end, which is just brutal for anybody who was an underbetter. But if they keep this pace up, you guys are in a great spot. 
spot, and I think that might happen tonight. Either way, this it's just too many points. I'll take the Heat. I lean towards the Celtics tonight, but I agree with you that this is just too many points. Chris, where do you have this number? For the total or for the side? For the side. Oh, yeah, the side I have it right where Alex has it, uh, five, five and a half. Uh, so, you know, that's what kind of scares me away from it, too. Uh, it's it's just too many points, but at the same time, I don't want to take the heat, you know, just because of all the things I've kind of circled about this game for Boston. So that just has me off of it. Uh, yeah, the, this total is is tough, though, because if you got, I mean, probably most betters, if you just go by pure numbers and what we know about these teams heading into the playoffs, you probably would have it where the books have it. But everything is telling us that they're going to score more points based on the amount of fouls, based on the pace we've seen and probably some, probably based on some of the positive regression that we could expect from the Celtics. Uh, like like Alex noted, they shot 50% from beyond the arc in game two. I don't know if that's going to happen in this game, but that's kind of how the Celtics do business. They go up and down with their threes, uh, and, and if they have an off game, then they start to nail them in this, the game after that. So I expect at least a better mark, and that should push up the points even more. And you guys have both kind of touched on this. The Celtics offense this last game kind of reverted back towards the Celtics offense in the early season when they weren't that great. And that was a lot of what Ime Adoka touched on after game three is that the the, the three stars of Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, uh, and Jason Tatum kind of started playing individually and started to um, try and get themselves going versus getting the whole team offense going. So maybe that was part of Jason Tatum's struggles in game three, because he really did not play well at all. What do you think, Alex, that we can expect to see from him coming out after a terrible performance? He's generally someone that responds well. I think we'll see him. He, he likes to lead with defense. He doesn't really get enough credit with that. I think that if Butler does play, he might pick him out and, and try to lock him down a little bit. And He does know he needs to work on passing. He's someone that understands his position kind of historically as this isolation scoring type player. And if you look at the history of those type players, there's a moment in their career when they figure out when to get the ball moving, when to involve the other players to help not only their ability to score later in the game by keeping the defense honest, but also helping keeping your teammates more involved. So I think that we'll see him try to move the ball a little bit more. And I'm, again, curious to see what Udoka's adjustment is, whether it is to pick up the pace of the game so we can run a little bit more or try to do kind of a Spursian offense where we just see a lot more motion here and maybe a little bit longer holding the ball, but just more movement in general. And I think Tatum will respond well. He generally does again. Are we concerned at all that Marcus Smart had a, what looked like a terrible ankle sprain last game Jason Tatum had the shoulder I mean what's going on with the trainers for the Boston Celtics something's in the water there but are we at all concerned that those two might not play tonight by all accounts Tatum's good I, I don't know if Smart played last game I mean we'll see how it goes he's he's starting to pick some stuff up I mean what do you think Chris I mean with an ankle like that it might be tough it depends on how it reacts I guess yeah, I'm sure it's tough. And, man, he came right back into that game and nailed the three. You know, he's kind of – I mean, Marcus Smart has been really um, – I don't know if I've ever, like, even even said this on the show, but I think one of the reasons why the Celtics have been so successful this year is if they have an on-court leader, it feels like it's Marcus Smart. He's, he's the most vocal one. He's the point guard. And he does a lot more than what he just does on defense, right? I mean, he's, he's, he's facilitating the basketball. He can shoot. He can drive. Uh, so he's, his game is really rounded out. If he plays, actually, this is leading into our Q&A, but I, I kind of I haven't looked at him. Maybe, maybe you know, prior to one of these shows, I'll actually do that for once. Uh, but it, if they're if they're within the. Alex, did Chris freeze for you? 
looks like he's breaking up a little bit. So uh, he just reset there. Look, like he was leading up to something about player props. You back with us, Chris? Oh yeah. What's the last thing you heard? Looks like you were building up to some sort of advice on player pops, although you quote didn't prepare. Yeah, in quotes, <laughs> um, I, I didn't prepare again uh, for um, any kind of props. It's just not. All right. Well, technically, for Chris, I think he's just joking with us. He's just freezing himself because he didn't prepare. And he doesn't want to have to go. That's over. what it is. Yeah. Let's exactly. just say it's an immaculate joke because every time he builds up, he does. He goes right, right to the freeze there. Can you hear me now? We got you now. I mean, it's 65 and sunny outside. I'm not sure what's going on here, but um, the weather couldn't be more tame, so it can't be that. Let's see. I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch myself this time in case I freeze. I think Mark is smart. <laughs> would be a great person to take PAR props on if he does play tonight because he has been everything for his team as a leader, offensive, and defensive contributor. That was the point, and I'll shut up in case I freeze again. I like that. I think he has been, outside of Jalen Brown, one of the probably the second best player for the Celtics this series. I mean, Tatum's been great, but you talk about everything that Marcus Smart does, and I, I've been very impressed by him. All right. Uh, questions. We don't have any questions yet. Send those in. You can also send in questions or, um, you know, just comments like subscribe to the BetUS TV account on Twitter at BetUS TV. Uh, so as we wait for a couple more questions to come in, Alex, well, let's hear what you think about any props tonight. That's always a question we get. Should be a good night for Kyle Lowry assists over with um, Hero out. There's going to be more Lowry minutes. He's going to have a little more command of the ball tonight. I think I saw over five and a half at plus money a little bit earlier. Um, I believe that's what I ended up playing. But I like Kyle Lowry assist overs. Might even play some alts. Going to poke around afterwards. Just you got to think about who's going to be in, who's going to be out, and try to figure those minutes out. Like So, for example, if we get someone like Robert Williams is going to play, start to look maybe at Celtics rebounds, unders, pick a couple guys who you know have picked up while he's been out the last few games, things like that. But, yeah, I think uh, with Hero definitely going to be out, Lowry is just over. Look nice tonight. If Robert Williams is in tonight, what do you think we see from Bam Adebayo? Because he had a monster game with, with um, Williams out in game three. Uh, I would just wonder – if this is the game where he just looks out of sorts. It's been a while since he's played. He's going to have to get into what has been a very contentious series and, and get some form here and try to figure out how to play quickly. I wonder if Bam has a solid game tonight if Williams plays, and then maybe things are a little bit better once uh, Time Lord has the sea legs. All right. Um, Alex, Mark Holmes asked, I know you touched on this earlier, but remind us what you make the line tonight for this game. Uh, five. I have it uh, right around five. I have Boston as a five-point favorite again, assuming Jimmy Butler's in, Marcus Smart's in, Time Lord's out, Hero's out. And what what do you make? What do you count for Hero being out? Because that line moved almost an entire point for Tyler Hero. Is he worth the whole point? I wouldn't move the spread. I'd have moved the total down. Um, that, that's really where I see most of his value. I think, you know, he makes Miami a little bit better, maybe a half a point to the spread, but not enough where I'd move that. Whereas the total, him being in not only defensively, but offensively drives more pace, more points. He's probably worth a couple of points there. Chris, do you agree with that? Yeah, and I also think, speaking of props, uh, maybe we look at Oladipo to come in and do a little bit more too. Um, you know, just his marks in general. He's been playing, he played some excellent defense um, in game three and, you know, stepping in at Jimmy Butler's spot. So, you know, especially, you know, try to monitor Jimmy Butler's minutes. Maybe we can get some intel on that to see um, how much usage Oladipo can get with if, if, if Jimmy Butler plays a little less or if he's a little banged up. 
But even with Tyler Hero out, that might open up some more room for Oladipo as well. Mm-hmm. Look at Caleb Martin, too. Same scenario. All right. Uh, thoughts on a teaser tonight? Celtics minus two and the over two. <laughs> I know you don't like teasers, so tell us why. You never tease basketball. Never, ever, ever, never. You just don't do it. It's um, What you're doing with a teaser is you're doing a parlay with alternate spreads. So alternate spreads always have higher juice. And then when you put them together, you sort of double down on that juice. And I don't know if we have time to go through all the math. We don't. Just think about it this way. You only get four points on a basketball teaser, but if you're teasing football, you get six. Football has lower spreads, lower scores. It just doesn't make any sense. Please, please, please don't tease basketball. Yeah, Colby, um, I'll, I'll just say it a different way. I've never done the math, but every great handicapper that I know suggests to never, ever do teasers. So that's all I need to know, uh, you know, because the, over, over time, the valuation just isn't there. Never do teasers for basketball. Or for basketball, for basketball. The just, NFL just basketball. There's some narrow situations in football games. If you have a football game with a low total, NFL, college football, there's a lot more variance. But NFL game, if you have a low total and you can say tease from like eight down to two, seven and a half down to one, or one up to seven and a half, two up to eight, those are called long teasers. Go ahead and Google that. Uh, but I forget who Dr. Wong is. He spent a lot of time doing the math. But those are actually some of the best bets you can make, especially if even if you're late Sunday morning, those are good. All right, good to know. Heading into NFL season just a couple months away. Let's uh, take a look at our best bets for today, though. We're sticking in the NBA Conference Finals. Celtics team total over for Chris and the full game over. I'm playing the Celtics in the first quarter, minus two and a half, and Alex is taking the Heat plus seven. Guys, how many games do you think this series goes, Chris? I think it goes seven because I think that the Celtics win tonight. Um, I And I, I almost don't care who wins in game five because I think the other team will respond then in game six. This is it's just, you know, the the uh, the way these teams are made, I think they match up very well. I don't think I don't think any defender is scared of who's on offense. Uh, so it's just going to be a battle. And where the Heat have a little bit more experience and veteran players, I think the Celtics have more talent. So it, it just kind of all adds up to a nice, nice little series. It takes us seven games. If, if it goes before seven games, I think that's only because the Heat win tonight, but I, I just don't see that happening. Well, I hope it goes seven games because that means more time with you guys, more shows for us to bring you all the information here. And you can always find more information on our Twitters. Chris is at FarleyBets. Alex is at underscore noobs. I am at KConstable. And the BetUS handle is at BetUSTV. We would also love it if you would click the alert button to subscribe and like our content on YouTube. And we will see you all back here tomorrow. Have a good night.